I will never write a single line which I have not first felt in my own heart. He'll teach you everything. Truer words were never spoken. All right. Language and writing were made available. I'm writing this down. This is good stuff. I don't want to alarm anyone, but this is John Helps You Write Better. I'm John. It's time to go write better. Here we go. The day you're hearing this is generally considered, at least in many pop culture circles, to be a day of significance. It is May the 4th. And for a lot of Star Wars people, whether they are tangentially or deeply connected to things, whether they are trolling out of the basement or soaring the heights of fandom or just scholarship or anything else, May the 4th is a significant day to help us recognize the cultural entertainment and creative impact Star Wars has had on people. I love Star Wars. I've always loved Star Wars. Even when it's hot buckets of trash, I love Star Wars. I love it for its space wizards. I love it for its political commentary. I love it for its stand-up to fascism. I love it for its Ewok Viet Cong. I love it for its cartoons. I love it for its toys and its video games and its music and its themes and its light motifs and its color palette. And I love it for its, at times, wobbly sequel trilogy and its absolutely rock-solid original trilogy, although everything is flexible and fluid, isn't it? I love Star Wars. I've grown up with Star Wars. It was the first set of movies I ever saw in movie theaters. It it has been some of the first toys I ever played with. It has been some of the first video games I went out to seek. It has been a part of my creative toolkit and experience for as long as I can consider myself creative. The number of times I'd want to pull on a bathrobe and be a Jedi and whack somebody with a cardboard tube from a roll of wrapping paper. The number of times I, I, I wanted to be the guy who fires the torpedoes from my space biplane to blow up the thing and save the day. The number of times I wanted a cool Wookiee sidekick to hang out with because I was lonely. All that stuff. And all those things from movies to role-playing games to television to cartoons to... Everything in between, all of it, I have loved it. Even when the rest of the world has turned on it and thought that, oh no, you can't have your characters get old. Oh no, you can't have your characters die. How dare you advance things and say things. Sure, ups and downs, rounds and rounds we go. Toxic fandom through hate, through racism, through bigotry. I still love Star Wars. I really do. However, today... Right now, there is one thing I absolutely, positively, really, really want to talk about because it bugs me. It's the one complaint I have, not about Star Wars specifically, though I have a couple complaints about alien representation and why we had to do this and do that narratively, but that's that's neither here nor there. The problem I have is that Star Wars became sort of the lead champion for the monomyth. Joseph Campbell's monomyth, the idea that the hero goes out, rejects the call to adventure, finds the mentor, goes around that whole cycle. You know, the monomyth, the the big thing that everybody swears is the way you're supposed to tell all stories. Yeah, I don't like the monomyth. And yes, Star Wars is a great example of the monomyth. But at the same time, um, it doesn't need to be. 
It really doesn't need to be. And the monomyth itself is not a perfect thing. The, the monomyth doesn't suck. It's not like, oh, God, it's the most archaic thing ever. It's, it's that it is a single tool. It's, it's a tool. It's, it's a way of telling a very linear, single hero story where there is a, a priority to the primary character, a few secondary characters that tie in kind of adjacently through specific tropes, and then a developed structure there around where the hero gets to learn a thing, lose something, gain something greater, and win in the end. It's, well, it's real tired. And I'd like for us to retire the monomyth. I'd like for us to recognize that, hey, that's one way to do things, not the only way, just one way. And it has its flaws. It doesn't really account or afford for nonlinear storytelling. It doesn't really handle multiple point of view characters well enough where you can really have any kind of distinction outside your multiple points of view. It doesn't handle epistolary terribly well. It doesn't handle any kind of large-scale, numerous B-plots. You're not really going to find a hero's journey inside family drama, for instance. And not all heroes' journeys can fit the prescribed template of cyclical movement. It just, it's a tool. And tools are great and tools are useful when we find the right application for them. We got this screwdriver. We can turn a lot of screws. But when it comes time to hammer something, when it comes time to, you know, bang something together, we might be a little bit hard-pressed to get our screwdriver working that way. The monomyth is tired. You don't have to follow the monomyth. You don't. You you genuinely don't. Yes, it is exactly how Luke learned about the Force and was taught by a Muppet and then did some stuff and then did some more stuff and then had a robot guy cut off his hand and everybody learned that space wizards and samurais are, you know, sort of limited by genealogy apparently, even though the cartoons say otherwise. And then we can introduce this whole raft of other people and then we can get into all these television properties that are built around nostalgia. And the next thing you know, we've got more toys and more Legos and more video games and the whole thing feels bloated. And then all of a sudden you get this remarkable piece of political television that sort of reignites and reinvigorates everything. But by and large, it still feels like this huge, mega, super thing. And it's up to us to individually carve out small pieces to tell the kind of stories we want to tell, exactly like the monomyth itself. You can have your call to adventure. You can reject the call to adventure. You can find the wise mentor figure. You can lose the wise mentor figure. You can follow the, go ahead, follow the monomyth. It's not going to hurt you. However, it is going to homogenize a lot of story. And for a lot of writers, that's just not what they're down for. But again, Star Wars, huge, massive thing. We could tell the stories of all the Palpatines and all the Skywalkers and all the Obi-Wan Kenobis and all the Mandalorians and the Gragus and the Wookiees and the droids and the Ezra Bridgers and the Throns and the this, that's, and the others. Any day of the week, sure. In order to do that, we need to carve off pieces and say, okay, this is the section of Star Wars where we're going to talk politically. This is the section of Star Wars where I'm going to interpret this thing. That individuation was not built into the monomyth, but it's become necessary because the monomyth itself is so large. Star Wars is huge. We've gone way beyond the idea of the small farm boy looking up at the stars and hoping he can one day get off his desert world 
and then discovering that he can play a pivotal role in changing the tide of the entire galaxy. We've come a very long way from, you know, midi-chlorians and pod racing. We've come a very, very long way from a cute cartoon kid show about droids and Ewoks. The growth and trajectory of Star Wars seems to go in a million billion directions, and I don't know if Star Wars will ever fall into that reboot cycle of eventually one day there will be a new Luke Skywalker. One day there will be a brand new Han Solo. One day there will be a yet another Millennium Falcon. I don't know. I hope not. I mean, I liked Solo, by the way. I'm apparently in the minority. I thought it was really good. Um, and I'd like to see that actor do more things. And Donald Glover as Lando was fucking baller. But I wish the droid, they didn't make fun of droid liberation so much because droids are a slave race. But that's neither here nor there. We can we can hash that out maybe on the Substack or the Discord or something. But by and large, Star Wars is so big now. And we have come so far away from how Star Wars started that we need to consider that... Getting back to true Star Wars, I'm making air quotes, getting back to true Star Wars does not mean returning to the hero's myth, no matter what all the angry people in basements say. It isn't just about, okay, you have to follow this pattern in order to be Star Wars. Star Wars can be a lot of things to a lot of people, but at its core, an expression and extension of the monomyth, I think it's time to let go of the monomyth. I think it's time to take Star Wars in a billion different directions all across the galaxy in loads of different ways from Andor to Thrawn to nostalgia to something new to something without Jedi to something just smugglers to the bring back the MMO and, and anything else in between. But the monomyth is just one facet, one dimension, and it should be in your work one facet and one dimension. It's not a be-all, end-all. It's just a tool. You don't have to slavishly handle it. You don't have to stick to it. It's not going to solve all your problems. It's just one way to tell one kind of story. And it is very possible that you are not telling that kind of story right now. It's okay. Go enjoy Star Wars today. Do something that makes you happy. And I'll talk to you tomorrow.